Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Sorry for the slight delay. We've been uh, trying to mess with a couple of the, the features, trying to get it a little bit easier for the screen orientation uh, for some of you, but uh, unfortunately to no avail. We'll tinker with it a little bit, maybe by next week, whenever we come together, uh, we'll have that figured out. Well, we had it, but not for long. Yeah, it worked for a little while. We were all excited. I did a little bit of celebrating, and uh, then it all went south from there, and I was like, well... Uh, we'll just do it like it is. So, we'll get there. That's all right. Uh, tonight. There was a. Can you call Facebook? We call had an unspoken, was the only one I had, though. Okay, well, we'll, we'll double check. Remember tonight, after the, the broadcast at 9 o'clock, there will be new posts on the uh, members only of Liberty Baptist Church uh, for prayer requests, topic and uh, questions, things of that nature. Uh, so after tonight, those will be shut off, and you will not be able to uh, comment them. Okay. Kyle, have lunch, folks? So we have a couple of prayer requests. Thank you for this, brother. Mm -hmm. um, Sister Amy said, please pray for Dr. Trip Brad family, uh, who passed away this weekend, and for the Dodson family, uh, as they've been ill. Uh, from virus, and they've also recently lost a young member of the family. Um, and then pray for a co-worker and of hers. Um, Sister Sally says she has an unspoken. Um, Sister Debbie has asked uh, for wisdom about a decision that needs to be made, as well as a praise report. She spent a very lovely day uh, visiting with friends and got to meander through a nursery, uh, which I, I actually went the same one on that same day. And uh, found some plants and things of that nature. Um, and then she spent the afternoon uh, loving on and spoiling grandkids. So, uh, just continue to, to praise the Lord for that. And then uh, another one from Sister Kyle, unspoken. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> I'll give that back to you. All right. But tonight, we're going to try a song that we did on Sunday. And we're going to try it again. It's a mashup song. Of two of our two ones that we already know, and so it's this world is not my home mixed with I'll fly away. Yeah, sounds like two good ones together. Mm -hmm. All right, so it goes kind of like this: This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are made up.
And we've we've had the privilege and the um, just the, the honor of being able to answer them from God's word. Amen. Uh, no better source yeah. than to answer these questions. And so tonight we actually have a topic that somebody picked, and uh, somebody, uh, I believe, it was Sister Amber asked any of the minor prophets, just you know, take your pick. Uh, that was, that and, was dangerous. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Where be? I mean, out of all the prophets, uh, I forget how many of them are minor, but there are twelve altogether, yeah. uh, minor and major prophets. So. Uh, we chose one of the longer ones. Um, I think there's only one, maybe two that are a little bit longer than this. Uh, but it's one that everybody's kind of familiar with, and that is uh, Jonah, the book of Jonah, one of the minor prophets. And so, uh, Brother Doug, why don't you uh, give us a little bit of history of old Jonah? Well, Jonah was uh, the uh, son of Amittai. Mm -hmm. uh, according to uh, Kings, Second uh, Kings chapter 14, and verse 25, uh, Jonah's father was a prophet as well. And uh, they lived in Gath Hefer, which was in Galilee, about five miles from Nazareth. And I decided to name this little study uh, that Jonah was the world's worst missionary. <laughs> Very accurately put, world's worst missionary. And why, you might ask? Well, let's get right into that. Uh, first, we're going to see the calling that came from God. So. If you have your Bibles with you, I know we haven't said this in this whole thing, but hopefully uh, tuning in with us at home, uh, whether it be at the Liberty Roundtable tonight, or if it be on Sunday morning or Sunday night, we hope that you're tuning in with us with your Bibles. Yeah. And uh, get them open and uh, let them breathe. Not everybody has a Bible kind of like this one. Uh, this one I bought pre-broken. Yeah, you keep uh, rubbing that in. <laughs> <laughs> but 
this is just a preaching Bible. Uh, you really do, though. It's good to get your Bible out and get it moving uh, so it doesn't stiffen up. You know, pages don't stick together. But the calling we see in Jonah chapter 1, in uh, verse 1, says, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for the wickedness, their wickedness has come up before me. Yeah, my mama used to say, uh, said, Doug, you go take yourself a shower. You're, uh, you're, you stink to high heaven. Yeah. And I, and that's about what this says is <laughs> God saying, Nineveh, you're stinking to high heaven. And, you know, you need to get cleansed. Yeah. And <laughs> rightly so. Uh, if you look at Nineveh's past, so just a just a little bit of facts about Nineveh. Number one, it was the capital of Assyria, which was a sworn enemy of God's people. Yeah. Very prominent in its time. There wasn't anybody in that part of the world during that time that did not know the name Nineveh. In fact, um, Nineveh in Nahum chapter 3 is described as a city of bloodshed. I want to say it's somewhere around verse 8. You'll have to, you know, you'll have to go search that out. But it is Nahum chapter 3. It's referred to as a city of bloodshed. And that's because of their, un, uh, their just unbelievable cruel torture. Uh, in fact, just one of the things, one of the many things... Uh, that they were known for is whenever they would capture a conquering military, they would take all their leaders from that and from that city, and they would take their family, their wife, their kids, and they would put them all on a metal pike. And not up and down, but that pike would be sticking out this way, and they would just stack them like a kebab on that pike and let the buzzards eat. Whether they were dead or alive, yeah, it didn't matter. Yeah, they were dead for the dead or alive. I mean, these guys were absolutely horrible and known for their cruelty. In fact, in uh, 722 B.C., they had completely captured the North Kingdom and all of Israel. Uh, they had put them under captivity. And then, uh, of course, this happens after what we're talking about today. But then God brings them back out of that. He delivers them. And a second time, Sennacherib, uh, the king of Nineveh at the time, sieges Jerusalem at 701. But because, not Israel's repentance, but because of King Hezekiah, and his faith in the Lord, uh, they're spared. And he said, Sennacherib, you're going to leave out the way you came. You're not even going to get to fire one arrow. And so this city here was founded by King Nimrod. That's right. It's not a whole lot to their credit. Yeah. The other town he no founded. Brag, no need to brag on that. <laughs> yeah, the other town he founded, many of you know, Babel. And we all know what happened there. It was not a pretty sight. So, you know. It was such a massive city, though, Nineveh. In fact, Jonah describes it as taking three days' journey to cross it. Yeah. And that, that's insane. In <clears throat> fact, there's only one other city, in, in, now that I think about it, in all of the Bible that received such a, a, a stink before God that he was going to wipe them off the face of the planet. And he did. And he did, Sodom and Gomorrah. So, um, well, brother, we talk about God's call, but what, what Jonah have to say about it? Well, Jonah's, uh, Jonah's problem with Nineveh uh, started with uh, Israel's, Israel's refusal to uh, repent of their sin of idolatry. And, uh, and, and God had told him that if, if Israel didn't repent, that he was going to send Assyria in uh, to conquer them and carry them off, which they did, as you said, some, yep. years, some years later. Now, uh, God wanted, now, at this particular time, uh, to get in perspective where Jonah was coming from, now, God, God wanted him 
to go to the very capital of Assyria and warn them of their impending doom if they didn't repent. And Jonah was angry at God uh, because he was offering mercy to the Gentiles uh, and, and who he considered was completely undeserving and, and at the same time not offering mercy to Israel who was supposed to be God's chosen people. Mm. Uh, his thoughts were that if he preached and none of them repented, God would use them to conquer Israel. And then when that happened, Jonah would be, be uh, considered a traitor that could be. To, the, to the nation. So Jonah, uh, he didn't want no part to that. And uh, instead of obeying God, uh, he became the first prophet not to obey one of God's commandments. Oh, man. And, you know, it, it, his first response was, bye. Run. <laughs> run like a, it was bye. Run like a scolded dog. In fact, he wasn't comfortable with this. Like I said, nobody didn't know Nineveh. They, they did not know about that. It was the capital city of the sworn enemy of God's people. And, you know, I, I think that whenever God said, hey, I want you to go to Nineveh, what Jonah claims he heard was, you know, I hear Tarshish is really nice this time of year. <laughs> You're right. Maybe we should go. Uh, brother, why don't you tell us a little bit about Tarshish? Well, you know, uh, we used to, in Boy Scouts, we used to, we used to, when we called hiking, being on Shanks Mayor. Mm. And uh, uh, Jonah, Jonah, he walked. That's, that's how it, well, in his, his case, he got a, he got a ride. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, now Tarshish, and I figure he's walking, right? And, or, or he take a boat. He did take a boat. And he took a boat this time. Uh, now Tarshish was 2,500 miles uh, due west from where, where uh, due west from where Jonah was, <laughs> and it was the most distant city of the known world at the time. So not only did he run, he literally run to the ends of the earth, as far as Israel was concerned, as as far as you could run, you couldn't go any further than Tarshish. Yep, and whenever you think about it, too. Nineveh was only 550 miles away from Joppa where he went to port. Yeah, and he went 25 miles He was going to go 3,000 miles away from Nineveh. Yeah. But you see, God came to him, and instead of Jonah uh, even even saying anything to God, he automatically determined he's going to quit. He's just going to give up. He's going to go and spend the rest of his days in Tarshish on the other side of the world. And, you know, God. it's not that God's call was unclear. It's not that God's call... Uh, wasn't specific. It was perfectly clear and specific. He didn't say, hey, uh, I need someone to go to this town over here in Assyria and tell them they're going to be destroyed. No, he came right out and said, Jonah, you're going to Nineveh. The word of the Lord came unto Jonah. And it said, arise and go to Nineveh. I mean, it, it was very, God didn't stutter. And, you know, you don't dictate terms to God. You don't tell God what to do. That's, that's true. You know, you can't run from God's mercy and grace. Uh, and, uh, and old Jonah, he soon found that out. Uh, well, let, me, let me ask you this while we're here. How would, you, how would you respond to the same situation that Jonah did? Now, if God would tell you uh, to uh, uh, help rescue someone who would live because of what you did, would live longer and not suffer judgment, and then later destroy your nation along with your family and your possessions, what would you do? Brother Kyle, what would you do? Tell you what, I would love, brother, I would love to sit here and say that I'm going to do what God tells me to do. But whenever you take into perspective where Jonah was kind of coming from, and I'm not 
saying that what he did was right by any means. Certain understanding. Okay. He was he was using man's logic. That's what it was. And in, in, in his mind, uh, it was logical sense to run the other way. But that's the difference between our logic and God's logic. See, we have an end to our knowledge and our understanding. God doesn't. That's right. And in fact, it says in the Bible that God's ways are not our ways. Our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Amen. You know, brother, we're not any better. You know, we do the same thing as Jonah, and we do it for a whole lot less. Uh, when we are too busy for God, we are, in essence, we're saying, God, I'm not available. Go ahead and find somebody else. You know? uh, and folks, you know, we can't run from God and say, I'm not available. But unfortunately, a lot of people uh, justify being not available in their mind uh, and like Jonah, they just they just go the opposite opposite way. Uh, mm. You notice there in verse four, uh, brother, it says, uh, "But the Lord, the Lord sent out a great wind unto the sea, and there was a mighty tempest." Uh, God always sends a, uh, a tempest. Yeah, the tempest. What was that? What do you think that tempest was? So the word tempest there, brother, uh, is a word that is shiara in the Hebrew language. And that word literally means hurricane. So whenever you think just a little, it wasn't a little storm. This was a hurricane, folks. And being a, a Floridian for most of my life, uh, I know a thing or two about hurricanes. Uh, if you want to ask somebody who's been a Floridian all her life, Mary could tell you. Mm. <laughs> she's, she's seen some hurricanes in her life. And one of the most recent ones, though, that uh, I, just to share with you was Hurricane Matthew. And Matthew was a monster. I mean, one for the history books. And it was projected to broadside Florida. And, brother, I didn't live but, at the time, I didn't live but two miles off the coast. Huh. And, by the way, just so you have an idea, the elevation where I lived was 14 feet above sea level. <laughs> don't do much when you get a 30-foot wave. Yeah, right? And so, Matthew was projected to come in and hit Florida right in the broadside. And so, when we, we actually hightailed it out of there. We went over to my folks' place a little bit further inland. Smart move. I mean, it was only like 50 feet above sea level there, but still. <laughs> I, I went to the mountains about me. Right? Uh, not in Florida, brother. All we have is Sugarloaf, and it's only 300 foot. Yeah, I wouldn't have been But anyhow, uh, whenever that, that Matthew came a little bit closer, you know, it never actually made landfall, which was a blessing. Amen. Um, God, in fact, just kind of pushed it back out and, and, and sent it on its way. But... From that alone, in Brevard County, where we live, there were 26 tornadoes spun off from that storm. So if you can imagine that this is coming their way. <laughs> 26 tornadoes in one day. In one day. We haven't had 26 tornadoes around here in 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine that at all. Not at all. Uh, you know, the fact that God uh, sent this uh, wind before he sent the tempest, uh, tells me that, that God always sends a warning before he executes judgment. If you look in every, just every even in Revelation, that you've been teaching mm -hmm. uh, when we was all together, uh, God was sending the two witnesses. Or he, he always had a witness here. He always had a witness. He always sends a warning. Uh, but when you don't heed those witnesses, uh, he keeps increasing the warning until judgment finally falls. Mm -hmm. uh, in verse 5, uh, we see here, uh, we're during all this commotion. I mean, the ship, here's the ship tossing and turning in the winds and blowing and howling and carrying on. And, and where's Jonah? 
Jonah's asleep. He's resting in his security. He could care less about the rest of them. <laughs> care less about the rest of them. But the mariners, now they were they were scared out of their skull. They they they've seen storms before. Uh, these guys were lifetime mariners, and uh, they've seen storms before. They've seen some bad storms before. But buddy, this one was something. There was something different about this one. This one was was different from all the ones they've ever seen. And what you just said right there, these were mariners. Uh, these weren't just some average Joes that he said, hey, we're going to get on a boat and go. No, these guys were battle-hardened. You know, they were, uh, they traveled on the sea. They've traveled through storms. Man, they've been to Tarshish. They're fixing to take him there. They've been there before. And, but this was enough to take these sailors, these hardened sailors, and make them cry to their little G-gods. <laughs> yeah. Uh, notice when, um, when bad things start to happen, brother. Even even to 2020, even today, when bad things start to happen, people start getting religious. Oh. I'll bet you we got some religious people now with this virus. Yep. I don't need God. Yeah. Lord, help me. Wait, what was that? Them. What I mean, was that? Did you say Lord? Yeah. <laughs> was that a capital L, capital R, capital R, D? Yeah, them guys, what they started doing, them, you know, when things got bad, they started throwing everything overboard, you know. Uh, and, uh, brother, by the way, uh, some scholars have said that uh, that, that was a, a picture of the of the world of throwing off the things that got them into the trouble mm -hmm. to begin with. You know? Verse thirteen, yeah, 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 points that out pretty good. Uh, folks, when we fail to do things uh, that God appoints us to do, uh, it always adversely affects everyone around you. Uh, and and today in this world, uh, it's easy to get lulled to sleep. And, and let things go by and, and, and just kind of turn your head. Uh, but these mariners, they came to Jonah and they woke him up so that he could pray to his God because evidently their gods weren't listening. <laughs> Sounds like Baal. Amen. Must have been kin to Baal. Now, Shout louder. I, I, don't, I don't really understand this, but somehow the mariners already knew or have already determined that their, their calamity was because of sin because uh, what they did, they... they, they Brought old Jonah forward, and amidst all this commotion, uh, they, they they cast lots uh, to find they what uh, which one of them uh, sin was the cause in all this trouble for them. And of course, the lot fell to Jonah, which is a miracle in itself. Oh, yeah, the, no, there's no chances with God. Yeah, that's for sure. And uh, so Jonah, uh, after the short, he got the short straw. Jonah starts to tell them, they, they get more interested now. You know, where did you come from? What did you do? <laughs> you know, they get a little more concerned about who he was now. Before, you know, yeah, we got your money. Go down and go lay down somewhere. But now they want to know who he was and what he was doing. And, and Jonah uh, pretty much told them then that, uh, that, the, that, that God was bringing judgment mm -hmm. on all of them because of their disobedience. And their only recourse uh, was to take and throw Jonah overboard, and the sea would then become calm. Uh, folks, when, when God's people do nothing, the whole world suffers. Mm, it's true. Uh, the lot, as far as this world is concerned, falls to us. We get the short straw. And uh, verse 13 here uh, is, a, is a picture of the world trying to help. But there is nothing that can be done short of repentance to end God's Let me read that for you real quick. It says, Nevertheless, the men rode hard to bring it to the land, but they could not, for the sea wrought and the tempestuous, or, and it was tempestuous against them. Yeah. They, uh, they knew what they had to do, and they, and they said, No, we, we can't do that. And, and even though they didn't know old Jonah that well, you know, they, they tried to help him. And Mr. World is an excellent picture 
of the world trying to help physically a spiritual problem. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so, so far, you know, Jonah still hadn't repented yet. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't care that. Uh, you know, he, he'd rather die than, and go to paradise in Hades. And we talked about that. Was that last, last week? week? Yep. Last week. He'd rather die and go to paradise in Hades than he would go to Ninevites and preach to them God's mercy and, and, and take a chance on God showing mercy on them. Yeah, and look at this just in itself. Look, in the, look at the prayer at the end of the first chapter. If you go over to chapter 1 and verse 14. Uh, it said, Wherefore they cried unto the Lord, saying, We beseech thee, O Lord. Uh, hold the phones for a second. That's a capital L-O-R-D right there. Uh-huh. Uh, they're no longer crying out to their little G-gods. They're crying out to Jehovah. They're crying out to the one and the only. Finally got it right, brother. They got it right. And they said, We beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life, and lay not upon us innocent blood, for thou, O Lord, hast done as it pleased thee. And they're pretty much saying, Lord, forgive us. We're about to pitch old Jonah overboard. You know? Yeah, amen. <laughs> Might not have been so easy. Yeah, I mean, uh, if it had been up to me, it would have been, okay, you're saved. All i got to do is throw you overboard. Splash. God you know, forgive me. God forgive me. <laughs> Say, Lord, forgive me. And give him a toss. You know? Look at what it said. As soon as old Jonah, as soon as he broke the surface of the water, it says this in verse 15. That the sea ceased from her raging. God honors, God honors obedience, brother. Yes. Even when it comes from the world. Yes. And we see here that they then became believers in the true God of heaven. Verse 16 said, Then the men feared the Lord. Again, that's a capital L-O-R-D. They feared the Lord and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord and made vows. Amen. You know, now our attention is directed there to verse 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it says this. It says, Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. <clears throat> and said, And Jonah was in the belly of that fish three days and three nights. Uh, yeah. <laughs> here's, the lot, here's the question. I know I asked, it, I asked to you once before, but this is the age-old question. So, brother, was it a fish or a whale? Oh. Uh. <laughs> Well, then the Old Testament says it was a great fish. Yep. Jesus said it was a whale. So I don't know, maybe it was a whale of a great fish. There you go. <laughs> or a great fish that was a whale. True. But in any event, it was a big it was a big fish. That's right. You know, brother, he prepared that fish for Jonah. Mm-hmm. Not for his destruction. Uh but for his but because of his mercy. And he was in the and, and, and this this something really jumped out at me. Uh, he was in the belly of that fish three days and three nights, and he still hadn't repented. Mm. He still hadn't repented. Uh, Jonah, what Jonah expected, what Jonah expected was was Hades, the paradise side of Hades. Uh, you know, they called it paradise for a reason. And uh, and what he got was mercy and life in the belly of a whale. <laughs> Not quite what he was expecting, right? Well, I think he calls it. In the belly of Sheol. Yeah, he thought he thought he was in hell. Was <laughs> uh, I don't think, you know, I don't think we we die until we've accomplished uh, what God has intended us to do. At least uh, until God realizes that He knows in His infinite wisdom that we're not going to do it. Uh, the old saying "God isn't through with you yet" uh, holds true here. Uh, note that Jonah was in a whale's belly, whale's belly, 
uh, three nights and three days, and then he repented. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, some folks have to learn the hard way, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> some do. Some you know, do. God has a plan, and uh, he will accomplish his plan one way or another. And, uh, and you know, usually it, he, he has two ways of getting it done. It's easily the easy way, which is obeying him and do what he says, or the hard way, which is disobey him and take whatever comes, because he's going, you know, he's going to turn it his way. You bet on that. He's got the power and authority to do that. Mm -hmm. so apparently, uh, Jonah finally told God that he had learned his lesson, and that if you, Lord, you just get me out of this mess, you know, you know, that's familiar. He would do what God told me to do, and I, you know, what he told, God told me to do, and he'd go to Nineveh and preach. And, uh, so the Lord, he spake to the great fish, and it vomited Joab, Jonah, upon dry land. Now, that word vomit there, uh, that's a Hebrew word again. And uh, you, you can spell it like it sounds. It's K-A-W-Y-A-W, Kaya. Yeah, we've always spelled it P-U-K-E. Yeah, puke. <laughs> <laughs> and this wasn't just like, man, this wasn't uh, arriving on a shuttle from the airport to Disneyland. You know, like... Red carpet treatment. Welcome to your new home for the week. No, this wasn't the the whale opened his mouth and he just tropped out. No, it says that he kaya. That word means to spew, uh, to to vomit, to puke out of his mouth. And so, but also notice this. It said that he vomited him onto dry land. That's right. You you imagine that wasn't just some little. He was airborne for a little while. You know, to hit dry land for the fish to still be in the water. And not only that, but if he vomited, he has got the insides of that, the contents of that whale's stomach came up with it. And I'm sorry, I don't know if you ever smelled rotten fish before, but whoo, oh. He might have said, Lord, can I take a bath before I go? <laughs> it, you know, it seems as though uh, even the old, uh, Jonah's sin even made the, the giant fish sick. Yep. Uh, and, and, and he vomited Jonah out on that dry ground. Uh, in chapter 3, uh, Jonah. It says, And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, mm -hmm. saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, and preach to it the things I tell you to. Uh, Jonah gets a second chance, brother. Uh, Man. Our God is a God of second chances. Uh, he doesn't give up on us. I'm so thankful for that, too. Oh, amen. Um, you know, working with cattle growing up and uh, working out on what we called the ranch, uh, we we had some, some times out there, and you know, cows, they're, they're pretty big animals. Uh, bulls especially. Just nothing but solid muscle. And while I was sitting on a fence one time, and uh, there are a couple that might be watching us that remember this, and I was sitting on a fence, and in between us were two sets of cows. On one side was one named Crumples. On the other side was one named The Godfather. So you had one on one side of the fence, one on the other side of the fence. On the other side of the fence. I was sitting on a fence. And, uh, be, brother. But I'd been helping, you know, we'd run them through the chute, put our boot to their backside to kind of, you know, come on, keep going, just dig into them a little bit with our, our boot and say, come on, keep moving, keep moving. Well, Crumples, which was a black Angus, looked over at Godfather, the Hereford, and they looked at each other crosswise and decided they were going to meet in the middle, fence or no fence. Where you were sitting. Where I was sitting. <laughs> and somebody grabbed me by the belt, yanked me off of there, just in time. Because you know what? There was nothing but splinters left after the two of them I went to imagine. it. Yeah. And God was a God of second chances. Because folks, at that time, I didn't know Jesus Christ as my Savior. At that time, 
I, that was uh, a few years before I came to know Christ. And I, at that time, being a preacher's kid and all, I just split hell wide open. I'm so thankful that he is a God of second chances. Yeah, I am too, brother. You wouldn't be here without it happening. You know, everyone got off that fence. You know, so Jonah, he goes to Nineveh, and as he walks through the, the streets, he he cries out, Yet 40 days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And, uh, brother, did Jonah want to preach to them Ninevites? <laughs> no, not a bit. He don't want nothing to do with it. Brother Kyle, how many times uh, have has God impressed on you uh, to preach something uh or a message that didn't that you that you really didn't like, or 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 preach against something that that you were doing yourself, uh, been there, done that. Uh, a lot of times, believe it or not, it happens more often than you would think. Because sometimes it's one of those, oh man, there's gonna be a lot of people upset after I preach this. But it's what God wants to, to preach. You it's know? not for us to do to right. question that. And it's and it's not it's never a, a thing of motive. It's never a thing of, you know, I want this to be done, but it, when God says, I was like, this is going to step on people's toes, and I'm one of them. Amen. <laughs> I'm stepping on my own yeah, toes. Yeah, moving your feet all you the know? time you're preaching. And, and I always say that we're preaching, looking into a mirror, and uh, since we've been doing these lives on Sunday morning, uh, the camera is actually facing me, and so I've actually literally been preaching to myself, yeah. looking at myself, right. but uh, yeah, I mean, all the time, it happens all the time. Well, when that happened, did you preach it, or did you avoid it? Oh, man. Uh, either way, it's best to do what God says. In fact, part of growing as a Christian is learning that we need to follow the Lord even whenever we may be reluctant to do it. Amen. Uh, just because you don't like a, a godly principle uh, doesn't mean you, you can't obey it. Mm -hmm. uh, and ought not to obey it, especially if you know it comes from God. Or you may find yourself chastised like Jonah was, not necessarily in a whale's belly, but <laughs> you know, the Lord has a way of turning your mind around, you know, that's bring right. a lot of things in your life, a lot of troubled times can come in your life. Uh, so so Jonah, he you gotta give him credit. He, he finally come around. He preached, Nineveh repented, and was spared God's wrath. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you know, and I noticed here in the scriptures that Jonah said it was three days across the, the city. Uh, he he went into into town on the first day, and uh, and they repented right then. They, he didn't even have to go all the way through town. Nineveh uh, proclaimed a fast, and it started with the king, and went right down to the lowest servant. Uh, they they turned from their evil ways, uh, and and they humbled themselves before the Lord, and uh, God turned away from His judgment on the city, and he extended His mercy uh, toward us. Uh, you know, God says that's the way we get that mm -hmm. return from God as a country as well. That's know. right. And could you imagine what that would be like? Oh, man. To be there? Oh, man. You, you know, uh, folks, let me put a kind of perspective for you. Go ahead. What would it be like God saying, brother or sister, I want you to go to Iran, to one of the, any of the largest cities, the biggest cities there is, and I want you to walk right down Main Street proclaiming Jesus Christ as the Savior and tell them that judgment will come upon them unless they will accept Christ. Uh, that is, in essence, what, what Jonah did. Uh, and you've got to give the old boy credit. You know, he, knew, he knew that God tells you to do something. He provides you the tools. Mm -hmm. 
uh, to carry it out. And it's the same today. I'm glad God don't tell me to go to that. <laughs> uh, and, but uh, if I preached to a city of 120,000 mm -hmm. and they repented and got saved, oh, man, I, I'd be on cloud nine. Yeah, but I mean, man, and God used me, God used me to, uh, to witness and 120,000 souls were saved. What a, what a blessing that would be. I'd be praising God for them, you know. But Jonah? <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, uh, chapter 4 and verse 1 says this. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly. <laughs> and he was very angry. Yeah. So angry, in fact. So, so angry, in fact, that he wanted God to kill him. He says that he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled before to Tarshish, for thou knew that thou art a gracious God, and merciful, slow to anger. And he says, Therefore now, O Lord, take, I beseech thee, my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. Brother, you know he didn't think that when he was in that whale's belly. No, man. Yeah. Then it was, Lord, get me out of here. You know, I mean, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Get me out of this mess. Yeah. I say, Lord, take me out of here. Uh, in verse 4, uh, the Lord asked me and said, Do you really have the right to be angry? You know, he's teaching Jonah. And verse 5, Jonah says, uh, so he says, well, you know, he says, as he went out of the city, he says, he sat on the east side of the city where he made himself a booth. And he sat there waiting. Well, what he was waiting for, he was hoping God was still going to level the place. You know, and I mean, it says right there that he might see what might become of the city. And even the king back in chapter Three in verse nine says, "Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from His fierce anger, and we perish not?" Yeah, so did. even they didn't know if God was gonna not destroy them. You know, it, it had to appear to it apparently appeared to Jonah that uh, repentance, their repentance, was too easy. You know, uh, and and that uh, and and it didn't equal all the misery that they caused the world, and, and of course the Israelites' own nation. Uh, and surely God would send an earthquake or, or a storm or some or something to uh, you know to further make amends for their evil. And besides, now Jonah was a prophet, right? Mm -hmm. Now, uh, and what did he say? In forty days, God's going to destroy this place. Now we know uh, that to determine whether a prophet is a genuine prophet or not, everything he says needs to come to pass. If it does not, then he's a false prophet. So, Jonah's saying, they repented. <laughs> you know, uh, now they're going to, now everybody's going to, how's that going to look at everybody else? Now, now they're going to look at me and they're going to say, you know, is this guy really a prophet or is he just faking it? You know, it's going to be valid, valid reason, I guess, to draw Jonah. But God doesn't work that way. No. Man, I'm glad of that. And I'm glad, you know, I'm glad that repentance is easy. Oh, man. Call me too. Man, just, Call the Lord and he forgives you. Uh, Romans 9.15 says, God will have mercy on whom he will have mercy, and he'll have compassion on whom he, he has compassion. When you repent, God forgives, and that's the end of it. Now, there may be consequences because of your sin, but it, but it won't be because God hasn't forgiven you. Uh, I heard a preacher say one time, God will forgive you. You know, sometimes uh, God will forgive you and tell you, now bend over, uh, but Folks, that's not true. If he's forgiven you, he's forgiven you. That's uh, right. God could have killed Jonah a half a dozen times just up until where we are here in Scripture now. He could have killed Jonah half a dozen times because he was so stinking hard-headed. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and, but instead of doing that, he chose to teach his man. In fact, we see here in the last chapter, chapter 4, and uh, starting in verse 6, it says, And the Lord God prepared a gourd and made it to come up over Jonah, that, he might, uh, that it might be a shadow over his head to deliver him from his grief. So Jonah was exceeding glad of the gourd. And look, look at this here. Look at this. It says that he prepared this gourd for his shade. So this elaborate vine with gourds and, you know, what would have provided shade for him. But next it says this. It says, but God prepared a worm when the morn rose up the next day and it smote the gourd, meaning uh, it killed it. And look at what it said here now. It said that after the gourd died, his shade was gone, his cover was gone, God prepared a vehement east wind. Uh, for those on the west coast of our nation, they would know them as uh, Sirocco. Sirocco winds. It's a very hot uh, eastern uh, wind. And then he brings the sun down upon him. And it says right here, God prepared a vehement east wind, and the sun beat upon his head, or upon the head of Jonah, that he fainted. So basically, God brought Phoenix, Arizona in August to Jonah. You know? <laughs> but it was so hot, it was such discomfort that he fainted. Hmm. Yeah, and not only was it was it hot, brother, uh, but he was depressed. Oh man, he'd been I mean, depressed. <laughs> I mean, God didn't bring any kind of judgment or chastisement on Nineveh. And, and, and he was beside himself. Uh, he so hoped that God would just love on the city. Uh, but God showed mercy. So God teaches Jonah again. I mean, here, here's old hard-headed again. And, oh, man. And, and God is teaching him again. And he says right here, uh, in, in the next uh, set of verses, he said to Jonah, Dost thou well to be angry for the gourd? God was saying, wait a minute. So you're upset about a gourd? And look what he says. He says this to the Lord. He says, I do well to be angry, even unto death. <laughs> My goodness. You know, it, it kind of reminds you of like a, a teenager whenever they say, you clean up your room or else. And they go, yeah, well, you clean it up. You just, you can't talk to God that way. And look at what he says. He says, I do well. God asked him, doest thou well? He goes, yes, I do well. And he says, I'm so mad, I'm ready to die. That's how angry I am. I would be teetotally terrified to talk to God like that myself. He might, he might answer your request, right? Yeah. yeah. And look. Might get what you wish for. That's right. And look what he says, though, to him here in the next two verses. He said, Thou hast had pity on the gourd, for the which thou hast not labored, neither madest it grow, which came up in a night, and perished in a night. And should not I spare Nineveh, that great city, wherein are more than six score thousand persons? Amen. That cannot discern between their right hand and their left. It's 120,000. And also much cattle. Yeah. You know, whenever you see this here, he said, look, you were beside yourself, ready to die, because this little gourd came up in the night and died in the night. You didn't, have not, you didn't plant the gourd. You didn't water the gourd and make it grow. Uh, so what are you weeping on it for? But yet you're going to be upset that I spared 120 living, breathing people as an act of mercy because they repented of themselves. Excuse me. 
And he said, and I say to people that cannot even discern between their right and their left hand, he said, they're just like a bunch of cows. And brother, again, working with cattle growing up, we'd form up big lines when we were trying to get them in from parts of the pasture. You know, yip, yip, you know, making noises to get them to go. And man, they couldn't make up their mind if they wanted to follow us. Some of them would if he brought the feedback out. But others would just kind of meander around and try to test the edges of it. He said, they're wandering around like cattle. They don't even know what they're doing. And you're mad about a gourd. You know, Nineveh's idolatry, idolatry. Uh, it wasn't out of balance like Israel's. Israel knew better. Oh, yeah. Uh, their idolatry uh, was out of ignorance. And as soon as they knew better, they repented. Mm -hmm. uh, and unlike Israel, who knew better, uh, and they just kept, Israel just kept on doing it anyway. And then, you know, I answered the question we had way, way back there. You know, why was, why was, uh, Jonah was wondering why did uh, uh, why did God show mercy toward Nineveh and not toward Israel? Well, that was the reason because Nineveh they worship idols ignorantly, and as soon as and as soon as God as soon as they got the gospel preached to them, they repented of it, and 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 the, the nation was saved. Uh, but Israel they knew better and they just kept on worshiping idols anyway. Yeah, you know? and uh, uh, folks, we aren't any better than that. Uh, the truth is, there's none of us that deserve God's mercy, but God, and, and most of you know that's one of my favorite two words in the Bible, but God loves us so much that he sent his son to the earth to pay the price for our sins. He made it easy for us. And folks, the decision is really easy. You can accept Christ and go to heaven, or you can reject uh, his sacrifice uh, and go to hell. Uh, oh, Jonah, was about as imperfect of a guy as there was. Uh, yet God used him to save 120,000 souls in one city. Uh, Jonah was, he was disobedient. Uh, he was unfaithful, selfish. He was sinful. He, he was biased toward religion. Uh, he was racially biased as well. Yet God could still use him. Uh, folks, let God use you in spite of, of all your imperfections Amen. and you and you know and souls will be saved souls will be saved don't wait to be perfect before you serve the Lord it'll never happen no because and, and you know God will use whatever you give him uh, brother Kyle you play a song of invitation all right figure this one's befitting for uh, old Jonah at thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Going one way, folks, that's through Christ. Thou art the potter. Surrender yourself, bring everything with you. I am the clay. God of all that. Make it. Mold me and make
Amen. Brother, you want to dismiss us in prayer? Most certainly. And just let me say, if God is laying on your heart to do something, don't be like old Jonah. Don't run from it. Run toward it. And you'll see that though his way may not make the greatest sense to our human logic, he knows what he's doing. And his way is the right way. And he knows what's coming before. Tonight, if you don't know Jesus Christ, just as those sailors, the world tries to tell you that there's many roads to salvation. But just as those mariners found out there's but one true God, and he provided a way through his son Jesus Christ for us to be saved. Amen. And it's the only way. So let's bow for a word of prayer tonight. Father, we thank you so very much for everything that you do for us. Lord, even though sometimes we're like Jonah, Lord, we get hard-headed and we don't want to follow your plan for our lives. And Lord, unfortunately, it takes a whale of a time in our life to come along to get us back on track and headed toward Nineveh. Lord, <clears throat> I pray that we would seek your wisdom and guidance. Lord, if there's one that's listening that doesn't know you, that they would be saved. Lord, that your children, Lord, we would just look to you for each and everything. Father, you are so, so good to us. Amen. And Lord, out of your love, you sent Jesus Christ to die on a cross for our sins. As in his name we pray. Amen. Really, you have an announcement about Yes, that? I do. I do. I have a, a bit of an announcement. So those of you uh, listening in, just a quick announcement before we uh, wrap up tonight. So I've had some people ask and say, well, have we considered about doing a drive-in? I almost said drive-by. <laughs> No drive bus. Uh, drive in services and uh, looked at some of the equipment and things of that nature and, and some of the stuff that we would need would just be kind of pricey. Yeah. Um, but praise the Lord, uh, we, we have come up with something. We're going to try and do a drive in service. Uh, all who would like to are welcome. We're going to park along the back. Question was this what if somebody has to go to the bathroom? Hey, you know, uh, if you're worried about the, the whole social distancing thing, just whoever needs to go to the restroom can come in. Yeah, we'll have, uh, we'll have the, the, the door uh, open, and uh, we'll even have some sandy wipes and maybe some hand sanitizer and things of that nature. Um, but we're going to do that in the back. Um, in fact, if you'll come in and just, we're going to do that at the 11 o'clock service. Yeah. So at 11 o'clock, if you'll come in and just park your vehicles facing the old shed in the back. All right? That'd be the yeah. one in the back field toward the uh, propane tank. Correct, correct. The old, the old uh, brown shed yeah. out in the back. And uh, we're going to give this a shot and uh, just thank the Lord for that. So <clears throat> remember, Sunday morning we're going to try this out, 11 o'clock. Uh, bring your vehicles. And just as an announcement, too, uh, since we're going to be from our vehicles and you might not be able to hear uh, one another during the preaching, something the folks have been doing. If you want to say amen, pop the horn. Okay. That's the equivalent of an amen, all right? Yeah. So, all right. Well, we love each and every one of you. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, again, if you, if you need something, give us a holler. And uh, as always, I know I said this a couple weeks ago, but let me end on this. Um, if you're out and you're listening to us and you have never put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and you'd like somebody to share that with you, please contact us. Message us. Um, you can message our page here. Uh, and we, we get those messages. And... Uh, your eternity is our priority. Amen. It really is. Amen. We want you to know that Jesus Christ is your Savior without a shadow of a doubt. 
And so please, don't, don't hesitate. Please uh, send us a message and let us get in contact with you so that we can share with you from God's Word how that you can be saved. Yeah. And um, if you have a question you'd like for us to cover, uh, post it for us and we'll get it. We'll get to that question sooner or later. Uh, we have a good one for next week. Uh, Sally. Yeah. She didn't have it. Sally's Sally. <laughs> she didn't have a question. She had a series of questions. Right. Uh, about angels and about free will and things like that. Amen. And we're going to answer them next week. Sounds good. Uh, so if you have a subject that you want, otherwise, uh, we'll go back to what Amber's original thing was on the uh, uh, minor prophets. Mm -hmm. If we don't have a question, we'll just we'll do another minor prophet. Yeah. Well. But next week we'll do Sally's questions and uh, and it's some interesting stuff because this stuff is prehistory actually. Yeah. And. Uh, in the Bible, don't give you a lot of information on it, uh, but there's, you got to look in a lot of places. But you can look in those places, and you come up with a pretty good uh, consensus of what's going on. So remember, uh, that is in our members-only uh, group for you to to go in, and and those posts will be up at uh, nine o'clock, nine o'clock tonight. All right. So love each and every one of you. Hope to see you someday. Uh, come out for that, and uh, we'll have a good time. That will be just a Sunday morning service. Uh, we're going to try it out 11 o'clock, all right? Sunday school will be just like it. Sunday school will be like the normal, like it has been. And hopefully we've figured out the audio. I think we, we, we're going to fix it. Yeah. All right? God bless each and one of you. Have a great rest of the week. And good evening. And good evening.